uh, ripped on. Okay, right there. Welcome to the afternoon edition. Uh, it's Wednesday, 7 February, year of our Lord, 2024. You're watching the Senate floor. It's a kind of confusing what's going on right now, but I'll give you the best information we have. Uh, earlier today, we're going to do a cold open here in a minute. We had a historic win. We defeated the entire um, the entire package, both the uh, the you know the uh, invasion authorization bill coupled with the bailout, sixty billion dollar bailout of Ukraine as a combined package went down to defeat. They needed sixty votes. They only got forty eight. We got fifty, including Chuck Schumer uh, voted against it. He did that technically so they could bring it back just with the foreign aid package alone. So that was earlier today. You should know that Mitch McConnell voted against it. In fact, Mitch McConnell very dramatically uh, came in as the 41st vote, which is technically what kills it. Because once you get 41, obviously you can't get to 60. It's over. That was quite dramatic early in the day. Massive, massive win for this audience. You guys have delivered again another win in just the last couple of days. Defeated that entire bill. Now, here's what's going on. They then went to have a, uh, basically to put to the floor, whether they just do the foreign age package, the national security package of Ukraine, Israel, and Taiwan, totally clean. No offsets, nothing on the border. Steve Daines, in fact, uh, had a, they had meetings beforehand, and Daines, who's the head of the NRSC, said, look, you would be giving the Democrats a huge win here if you foisted upon the people I'm trying to get to run for the Senate the fact that you passed the Ukraine funding bill and had nothing to do with the border security. We are, we are bound by honor and by national security to take care of, this, uh, of, the, bo- of the border, to have the border shut down before we prove anything for Ukraine. We've made that commitment. So here's what they're doing right now in the House, Senate. Schumer has put forward just a clean authorization package for those. You got to get to 60 so that you can begin the process of debate and amendments and all that. The first time they did it, and this is uh, George Kaplan from C-SPAN, who is the reporter there. He tweeted out, the first vote went 58 40, uh, 58-41, so they didn't get there. And that's all the senators that are still around, right? I think there's one senator missing, maybe uh, Loomis. One senator missing. So they have failed on their attempt, at least right now, to, um, to even get the foreign aid package to a bigger debate and amendments and all that. Now, what I hear they're negotiating, so the, but it's still open. So it hadn't been closed, and there's some technical reasons they could have a revote. Here's what you should, I think, know, and I think this is basically correct. If you remember today, I talked about the CR, that that's really the next event that's coming, the real event, the, uh, the extension of the CR on March 1st, and that what Johnson should be doing now, because you're not going to be able to shut the government down, but you're not going to be able to attach all of HR2. It's, it's too big. It's, it's too overwhelming. What you have to do to get the border shut is give two or three things. We had Peter Navarro on to talk to him about that. Two or three things that are needed now to secure the border. One of those being what are called the third-party countries uh, to make sure in the asylum law you've got to go to the first uh, free country. Uh, even if you're a political asylum, you just can't come directly to the United States. So there's all types of technical things. Peter laid that out. What they're doing, how this is analogous to the Senate, basically, is they're behind closed doors right now arguing, arguing what amendments— 
can we put on here about border security that can give us enough of a fig leaf for the war room posse and others that we can say, hey, we passed Ukraine, but we included two or three things uh, that the House will have to approve and Biden will have to approve, right? Obviously, it's a gimmick. It's optics. But that's how obsessed they are. They're, they're, this fetish, as J.D. Vance called it, Senator J.D. Vance called it today earlier, this fetish about getting money to Ukraine, which is in the middle of a, a military coup right now, they're just obsessed with. So right now, currently, they've had this second vote on foreign, uh, on the foreign aid package alone. What C-SPAN's telling us, it was 58-41, which doesn't get them there. That means the whole thing's kind of dead. Now, they have not called this vote. And the reason is, is that we hear the behind closed doors arguing about amendments that could be put on going forward, particularly on the Ukraine side, that would be two or three things that would give uh, the people like the Mitch McConnell's of the world cover to be able to vote for something. Eight senators voted, uh, voted uh, for it. Uh, people like Jerry Moran, uh, obviously Romney. Romney was one of the few people who voted for it this morning. I mean, he's been awful. He's going to just rub your nose in his awfulness. Okay, here's what I want to do now. That's the quick update. What we're going to do is open the show. We got some stuff to show from the first what happened earlier today that you should see. Uh, then I will be back for my commentary. We have the hero of Nevada, the Cash Patel joins us. Cash, Cash got none of the above to win yesterday as he came on the show and worked for weeks and weeks and weeks. Was talking about that in the in the in the gun deck primary. Nikki Haley actually lost to nobody last night, courtesy of Cash Patel and uh, his hard work. We're gonna have Cash on here too. A lot going on. Stick around. Let's go ahead and open the show now. Having this be another example of just the move toward total chaos from the Republican Party that started, a brand new Republican Party that started with the Tea Party. Can you explain what's been happening? Yeah, I mean, the, the strictures and the kind of uh, traditional fault lines, Katie, in the Republican Party have just changed so much in the last 14 years. The traditional Republican Party, the strong on, on foreign policy, um, uh, global leader type party that Mitch McConnell tried to lead for the last 15 years is dead. A and we've shifted into a new an, a new sphere that uh, of, of a Republican Party that doesn't want to support allies and, and uh, across the world, whether whether it be Ukraine or in the House of Representatives suggesting that we offset or cut spending to allow uh, us to uh, give more money to Israel. It's really something that I've never seen. And then you add into this mix a new Speaker of the House and Mike Johnson, who has no real background that would lend him, uh, give him the skills to be Speaker of the House, take two bills to the floor, two serious bills, Katie. These aren't just mess. I mean, they are messaging bills in some respect, but these are serious topics, aid to Israel, impeaching uh, Alejandro Mayor Alejandro Mayorkas, a cabinet secretary, and having those fail in prime time is just unlike anything I've ever seen. And by the way, Mike Johnson took those to the floor knowing they would fail. He he purposely decided that he would go forward with these votes knowing that it would fail. And it just it defies everything that we know about politics, which is we want winning to be the outcome, not losing. It, it used to be that Mitch McConnell was kind of the titular head of the Republican Party, even during the Trump years. He still had a lot of sway, especially over Republicans uh, in the in the Senate. It seems like McConnell no longer has that sway. And the party is now fully under the control 
of a man who's still running for office, who might get disqualified from the ballot. The Supreme Court is hearing a case to disqualify him from the ballot tomorrow. They're hearing oral arguments. Donald Trump seems to be in command of this party, even though Donald Trump is not necessarily in command of his own candidacy. It's 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 Donald Trump, but it's really Donald Trump inspired members of Congress. It's not we don't have a traditional pool of, you know, ride or die defense hawks who are going to support a muscular foreign policy and, and, and military presence for the United States across the globe. We don't have that anymore. So we have people like Mike Lee and J.D. Vance and, and people of that nature who are inherently skeptical of more money going to uh, countries like Ukraine. And they are the loudest voices in the Republican conference right now and add into the mix a presidential election, some senators who want to be vice president, some members of the House Republican leadership who want to be vice president. And you do have a Republican Party that continues to be under the spell of Donald Trump. I think that's accurate. Uh, I think Chuck is doing a great job of putting everybody. But isn't that also Donald Trump behind the scenes? Oh, absolutely. It's all about Donald Trump. It's all about Donald Trump. It's about immigration, all the rest. The president has cooperated in, in terms as, as we have. I, I, you know, as we see what's in the immigration bill, it's not a bill that any was written, but it's compromise. It's negotiation. And it solves the problem. For a long time, the president has had this in his proposals. Now they have some more things they wanted. The president agreed. And now... They didn't take yes for an answer. Mitch McConnell didn't take yes for an answer. In the beginning of the day yesterday, it was promising. Toward the end of the day, he said, it's changed. And that's because of Donald Trump. You're a former intelligence chair. I mean, you, you have foreign policy credentials going back, you know, being the gang of eight for, <laughs> forever. And you're going to the Munich Security Conference. Yeah. If Congress does not pass Ukraine aid, how do American lawmakers representing our government hold our hold your heads up yeah. in germany next week when nato came through with with billions but we have weapons that they don't have that ukraine needs the attackums and the air defenses and ukraine is without ammo we're told in the trenches and vladimir putin has more people more men that can go into the fight because the casualties don't seem to bother him What's heartbreaking about this is that we've all praised the courage of the Ukrainian people fighting for their democracy and in fighting for theirs, fighting for democracy writ large. We have overwhelming votes. We had over 300 the last vote we took in the House for, a, uh, for the uh, military assistance for Ukraine. The EU funding over $50 billion, a huge amount of money, much more than, uh, well, uh, the it's a lot of money. Right. That's largely for uh, the economy, functioning of government and the rest. The military assistance is what they need, and that's what our funding is. So it is a total embarrassment, but that's the least of it. It's a, a tragedy that we are not supporting Ukraine. Now, I, I'm not giving up on it. I do think that when they... Speaker was asked today at his press conference what he would do if the Senate sent over the Ukraine package without uh, immigration. And he didn't. He was noncommittal on it. So I'm hoping uh, that uh, the, so many of the Republicans support aid to Ukraine. 
So many of them do in the House of Representatives. Now, they do have a Putin, pro-Putin caucus there, not officially a caucus, but advocates for his, who benefits from this? Vladimir Putin. Who benefits Vladimir Putin, Donald Trump? It's connected. This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. It's Wednesday, 7 February, Year of Our Lord, 2024. Okay, uh, where do we stand? And, and just for a shout out, this audience, as an active participant in this, one of the, the protagonists of the drama, today was a massive day. You broke the reign of terror of Mitch McConnell. I cannot tell you how big this vote was. Not only did they not get 60, we actually won. We, we beat it 50-48 just on a majority. Schumer had to come over a technical reason, just like yesterday. Uh, they had to have the congressman flip over at the last second to make sure that we could bring it back, bring the impeachment back, which we will bring back. But this was a historic day. You defeated this package, this uh, the uh, the um, invasion authorization bill, which they wanted to jam through, still with so many lines. And, and Langford got up there and gave some big sob story. Somebody called him up and said, I'm going to break you. And he was whining up there. For hours, uh, just an embarrassment to the people in Oklahoma, the great folks out there. The, um, but it was defeated. It was crushed. Mitch McConnell and all his men couldn't put this back together again. Absolutely the biggest epic fail. Really the most important thing that Mitch McConnell's ever tried to push through, I think. Crashing defeat. I mean, not even close. Not of a close count. Just a crashing defeat. Uh, so historic day, the war and posse, you did your job. Your task and purpose was to save your country. Well, today you did because the invasion authorization bill crashed and burned. Now, they're behind closed doors. Only the cartel can do. They can't get the Ukraine thing up to even debate, but they're working behind closed doors. We're going to get to all that and Cash Patel next in the war. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CCP. As we head toward a presidential election in November, one thing you can be sure of, 2024 will be a tumultuous year like no other. How will your hard-earned savings fare during this year? You're already seeing the impacts of inflation at the pump, the grocery store. The dollar continues to lose buying power quicker than your wages can increase. How are you protecting your savings? Consider diversifying with gold from Birch Gold Group. For decades, gold has been the choice of investors and central banks to hedge against inflation. Now, you can own it in a tax-sheltered IRA with the help of Birch Gold. Just text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898, and Birch Gold will send you a free info kit on gold. They'll help you convert an existing IRA or 401k 
401k into an IRA in gold. And the best part, you don't have to pay a penny out of pocket. With an A-plus rating, with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of satisfied customers, you can trust Birch Gold. Text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free info kit. That's Bannon to 989898. And secure your savings now. Take action. Text Bannon at 989898. Action, action, action. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. So massive victory today, massive victory today. Now, they're behind closed doors, and here's what they're trying to do, because as J.D. Vance, Senator Vance said this morning, <laughs> this whole thing, including just everything regarding to the, uh, to the border uh, uh, provisions, the, you know, this whole thing they put up about the Invasion Authorization Act, was just a fig leaf, as J.D. said, to get to what they really want, which is the Ukraine uh, money, money for Ukraine. They're obsessed by that, to get it to the money laundering oligarchs, the child trafficking, the organs harvesting, the bio labs of Victoria Newland, all of it. When we pick the scab of Ukraine, a lot of pus is going to come out. Now, Seymour Hirsch, who's a quite controversial guy, investigative reporter, but it's been known to, I think sometimes people say fast and loose with the facts. He was the guy that broke the story about the the pipeline, uh, the blowing up of the pipeline. And nothing he said about that has been refuted today. It really hadn't. Sweden called off its investigation very suspiciously, announced today they're going to just drop the investigation. So Seymour Hirsch was the one that came out and said, hey, this was really probably American intelligence with the Ukrainians and others that did this on purpose. Remember that? Well, he's reporting that, uh, was it Alexander Burns, the head of the CIA, flew to Kiev on a secret mission months ago to confront Zelensky and say that he and his fellow oligarchs stealing of money had gotten so large and so out of control that it had to stop. They're going to have a very tough time coming forward. Now, this is months and months ago. I think this is actually in the spring or summer that it was so bad it had to stop. It had to cease. Now, it's a pretty open secret in Washington that they're stealing left and right. That's why Marjorie Taylor Greene, remember she got the accounting auditing None of that's ever been put through. And in fact, the Ukrainians the other day admitted, I think it was $40 million in arms were completely manufactured, phony invoices. That's just, that's just the tip of the spear. I mean, that's just the, the, the top of it. It's much, much deeper than that. It's been billions of dollars. Cash Patel, put in perspective what's happening today. They're behind closed doors now trying to cut deals to say we got to get some amendments. We can't go forward clean. we got to get some amendments. you got to let's have some amendments to put a little tiny fig leaf onto the Ukraine thing so that we can tell the people, hey, we got border security. We told you we'd only do Ukraine with border security because Danes is telling them, if you do this, if you do a clean, all of our candidates will lose. People are outraged, right? They're, they're, people, are, this audience has stood up and said, no, not one penny for Ukraine, not one penny until you secure the southern border. And obviously that has not happened yet. Your perspective. It's a huge victory for the Donald Trump movement and the war room posse st standing behind him because we care more about safeguarding our own communities that have been dilapidated by the Biden administration through the invasion of the southern border, whether it's fentanyl, narco traffickers, human trafficking, terrorist criminals coming over here and committing murder in our towns and our neighborhoods. We care more about safeguarding our country first and then we'll help the rest of the world. We haven't done step one in this Biden administration, and I agree with you and I have forever. There should be no more money to the Ukraine until America is secure. And America has spoken, and the swamp has been drowned out. 
Cash, here's what I find. We played Pelosi because we know the audience loves hearing her name, loves hearing her voice. We played Pelosi, <laughs> but for 72 hours, they've been obsessed. This is Donald Trump that's shutting this down. Well, he's running for president of the United States. He's leading in the polls. He leads a huge movement called the Republican Party or the new MAGA takeover of the Republican Party. He's one of the most profound and important political leaders in this country, in the country's history. Of course he's going to have, and and, and these bills cut right to sovereignty of the country, security of the southern border, and our commitments overseas, particularly to NATO-affiliated entities. It's the heart of what Donald Trump ran for. It's the intellectual center of what he ran for. Of course he's going to have an opinion, what said. And the people that are there because he endorsed them and raised money for them and support them that are his followers or represent his followers so certainly have a voice. What is this beef they've got with Trump having a point of view in this, sir? Because Trump's right, and they can't have that. They can't have that being printed on the New York Times and across the headlines at CNN and the fake news. Anything that Trump does that delivers this country a win, they will try to remove that win with fake news and disinformation campaigns. They just cannot have Donald Trump succeed. And you're right. Donald Trump is the leader of this movement, but America has spoken behind him. America is the one that shut down this bill that masqueraded as a border security bill. America spoke and said, we want to take care of us and our border and our neighborhoods first. And then if we have leftover, we'll give it over there, a down, down range, as we call it. And that's not Donald Trump just saying it singularly. That's like, I don't even know how many, maybe 100 million people getting behind him. And the mainstream media is just ticked off that they continue to be defeated by Donald Trump's movement and they can't have him have a win. Cash, help me out here, because you were over in Capitol Hill on the as a senior member uh, with uh, under Nunez at House Intel. Explain to our audience what is the obsession? Uh, JD said today, Senator Vance said, bordering on a fetish of getting money in Ukraine because this whole exercise has gotten down to this. The whole thing of even the border, uh, you know, the border amnesty bill, all that phoniness was all to give a fig leaf to get money to Ukraine. What is the obsession to getting money into Ukraine, sir? The defense industrial complex, they own the swamp. They own the majority of people that put up this border fraud bill because they want to print money like Nikki Haley and the Rhino establishment class who are owned by these huge defense contractors and pouring billions of dollars to print money, start war and continue to print money. And they want to do it now in this election cycle because a war cycle for the economic side of things will prop up the economy just because of the amount of money that's flooded into it. And that narrative they need to say, look at what Joe Biden's doing to our economy. So we just seize not only the lobbyist industry, but the defense industrial titans that have run Washington, D.C. were just delivered a blow. They're not going away, Steve. They do a lot of great work. Don't get me wrong. But they do a lot of work that cuts against the interests of the American people, and they've been running that town for years. Listen, Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin was on the board of Raytheon making bazillions of dollars. Since he became the SecDef, Raytheon has gotten $3 billion in government contracts. That's pretty much all you need to know. Not, 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 not bad work. Let's play the clip from this morning on, uh, on Birdbrain. Uh, about uh, about what happened in uh, uh, Nevada. We have this. A non-starter in Nevada, majority of Republican primary voters last night checked the box for none of these candidates over Nikki Haley mm-hmm. by more than two to one. 
Former President Trump is not on that ballot, so onward we roll to the next phase. <laughs> okay, Cash, this is it's so amazing what you did. Tell what you how do you explain it, how you broke it down for the president and his team, what was happening in Nevada and how you helped with the Warren Posse and all the great MAGA folks out there and the Trump team and the Trump team in Nevada and of course his campaign team delivered really a crushing blow to Tricky Nicky. <laughs> Look, Donald Trump, it's a masterclass performance by Donald Trump, and we had to deliver for him because he's working so hard for the American people. So my first major MAGA hat tip is to the war room posse for getting this done. And we're going to make 45-47 because all the states are falling in line. And Steve, a major hat tip to you. I'm going to start calling you the field marshal. Because look, the, the wins you guys are racking up, whether it's defeating the border bill, whether it's changing leadership at the speaker or the RNC, and now the Nevada. Remember, Nikki Haley and the mainstream media had gone out here and printed the headlines that she was going to win the primary. Not only did we stop the mail-in ballot con job that is the Nevada primary, we actually got people to sh shove it in their own, shove it down their own throats and vote none of the above. She literally lost to no one. And that's how many votes we got out there. Look at that, 43,000 people rolled out against Nikki Haley. And now we're going to roll into our caucus on Thursday, Feb 8 tomorrow with President Trump here, and we're going to deliver a huge win for him there and give him all the GOP delegates here in the state of Nevada the key to the West. It's a monster win. They thought it could not be done, and it would not have been possible without the likes of Seagal Chada and Michael McDonald and the Trump senior campaign officials um, that they've got down here working the caucuses for, for the team. It's amazing. Yeah, head tip to, uh, to, 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 to Susie and, and the team. Um, just incredible uh, because and for it was it was it we delivered was it twenty seven thousand votes? How many checked actually? None of the above. By the way, Chris Lasavita and Susie, who how many actual people checked none of the above? Was it twenty seven thousand or forty seven thousand? No, I think it was forty three thousand. What, what I think the difference was like twenty seven thousand or something. That's, there it is. Forty. That's an. That's an. That's an. For forty three thousand people to go, yeah, was spending no advertising. So the Trump campaign team, McDonald, uh, Seagal, the whole apparatus out there, MAGA, War Room Posse, Cash, you're, this is huge. I mean, I, it, when I, you first told it to me, I go, oh, my God, who's even going to, because it was a mail-in vote, too. Right. Are they going to hear about it early enough? This was a massive win, and quite frankly, Nikki Haley was shocked. Was she not? Because uh, they played these games. You play stupid games, you get stupid prizes, I think what Boris says. Yeah, no, they were floored. And she said, oh, I don't want to spend the 50000 And now she, this is rich, she's calling the Nevada primary and election apparatus rigged for Donald Trump. No, the voters in this state, <laughs> the voters in this state literally went out of their way to use your mail-in ballot rig job and selected none of the above. You're not even a human. You're not even a human to these people <laughs> because your policies are garbage. And they love Donald Trump so much that they're going to do it again on Thursday and trounce you at the polls at the caucus. It's going to be great. And they said it couldn't be done, Steve. And I just can't reiterate it. The Trump campaign, the team that Susie and, and company have over there, Seagal, Mike McDonald, and the war room posse yeah. delivered. Literally, when we started talking about this, you were like, yeah. no one, you know, how are we going to get people to care? We defeated Nikki Haley. It is a yeah. monster win. And it just shows you how Two to much one. Donald Trump is loved out here and across America. Uh, 
Cash, glad you're out in Nevada. How do people get to your content? We got about 30 seconds. Tell folks where to get to all of everything Cash Patel. <laughs> at Cash on Truth Social, at Cash on Truth Social. That's it. That's the only place I exist. And check out the CashFoundation.com, our 501c3 charity, giving away money to whistleblowers, patriots, legal defense fund, veterans, and armed service people. We love it. And tomorrow, Feb 8th, the caucus, Donald Trump's going to be here. We're going to be live, Steve. I'm sure I'm going to be talking to you with the RAV team. Cash, do not get tired of winning. Short break. <laughs> Back in the warm in just a second. For 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. We need to stand together and support companies that share our values. Patriot Mobile offers dependable nationwide coverage, giving you the ability to access all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to, but without funding the left. If you're sick and tired of the globalist leftist takeover of America's corporations, go to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon TV. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon TV and support a company that actually believes in America. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending the message that you support free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, Second Amendment, and our military veterans and first responder heroes. They're 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching incredibly easy. Keep your number. Keep your phone or upgrade. Just go to PatriotMobile.com slash TV or call 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. And get free activation today with the offer code Bannon. PatriotMobile.com slash TV or call 972-PATRIOT. Remember... Take action. Use your agency. Action, action, action. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Headline, Republicans kill border bill in a sign of, wait for it, Trump's strength and McConnell's waning influence. Suck on that, Mitch. Uh, you've, you've entered the house of pain now. So only more coming. A lot more to get on that in, in a moment. Uh, you think there's turbulence? Look up on Capitol Hill, a firestorm for the last couple of days, and it's not going to abate. Right now, they're working about back, you know, behind closed doors about how they're going to still jam. They're going to try to ram this Ukraine sixty billion dollars down your throat. Of course, we're going to be there on the ramparts with you to make sure we defeat that. It's going to take some work. They're also going to bring back my Yorkers' impeachment. A lot going on. It's a turbulent time. It's a fourth turning. In a fourth turning, what you need, particularly financially. It's something called a hedge, something to protect you. Nothing better than precious metals. How do I say that? The empirical evidence of 5,000 years. You know where you get the, uh, the data, the information, the insights, the knowledge, the wisdom? Birch Gold. Birchgold.com slash Bannon. Talk to Philip Patrick and the team about gold. All the different opportunities you got for tax-free, 401ks, IRAs, all of it. Birchgold.com slash Bannon. Go do it today. Put it on your to-do list. Okay? Birchgold. Natalie, uh, Nat, our own Natalie Winter is going to be at Tim Pool tonight. I'm always a little concerned every time she's going out to their studio, but hey, you know, I tell her parents it's going to be fine. It's going to be cool. We have security. We have security, correct, don't we, uh, Natalie, tonight for you? Well, I would say it's a better bet that we have the wonderful uh, Tim Cast tr crew driving me out there as opposed to me driving my, myself, you know, my driving track record. <laughs> so there is no security concerns on that front, but as always, I'm excited to be joining them tonight. 
No, I don't want you driving out to Tim Pool's, <laughs> out to, where is it, in the middle of West by God, Virginia. No, we don't want that. Uh, what time does it come on? Do you know what the topics are going to be? Who, 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 are your, who are also your crew members tonight? I don't know who else is going to be on the show, although I'd put out a lot of money saying that uh, Tim Pool. Um, but besides him, you never know. That's the fun of the show. I don't even know what we're talking about, but I think today is a especially fun day. Uh, to be going on Tim Pool because of all the victories we're having, and frankly, the uh, the death of the old Republican Party. I think that was how Punchbowl phrased it. So I could think of no better day to be uh, to be joining them. Great day to have it, uh, Natalie. Your social media. How do people follow you? Grace is going to. We're going to be streaming it live. I may even come in for a comment or two or three. Where do people go for your social media, ma'am? Hey, I will. I will always take constructive criticism, not from many people, but from you. You're the one exception. <laughs> <laughs> Natalie G. Winters on all social media platforms. And where do people get to the? Uh, where do they get to your new brand? Where do they get to your branding company? You can go to she's so right dot co. We have a bunch of new stuff coming in, including a men's line. So be sure to check it out. Oh my gosh. You know, I, I cut a very tough. I cut a very. T- I cut a very tough deal to be a. You know, to be a model. So we'll get. We'll. I'll, I'll get my lord to negotiate Promo with you later. Bannon, yeah. <laughs> as, long, as long as they. As long as you have slims. As long as you have slims. Thank you. Of course. Man. <laughs> of course. The L.A. look. Thank you, Natalie Winters on Tim Pool tonight. Tim Cast. Uh, Grace and Mo are going to have it up. Always proud to, to have Natalie out there. We love uh, Tim Pool, love the entire team. They're just great, fantastic people. Julie Kelly uh, joins us. So, Julie, we had both um, Boris and Mike on yesterday with the breaking news. We had a day to absorb it. You've followed this more closely than anybody. And and I want to tell the folks, because I know our, our team looks to us to curate MSNBC and CNN and BBC and all these other ones they don't, they don't want to watch, so they have us curate. Julie, literally ninety percent of every show, they may get a short thing in there about the about the bill collapsing and all this, but ninety percent of every show is is the ruling yesterday by the appellate court. I mean, it's 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 just all they do. Andrew Weissman, I think, now has a green room set up permanently, and he's on every show, day and night. I mean, I've never seen anything like it. Why are they obsessed? Just tell me before we get into the. Why are they obsessed by this ruling? It's like. Is it's they've had so much bad news and reality on the polling and Trump's winning everywhere and now Trump's winning in the House and Senate. They they have to hang on to this because it's a weird obsession they have with this ruling. Well, it's really all they have. I have a piece up on my Substack that I posted over the weekend that talks about the Andrew Weissmans of the world, the legal experts, the MSNBC and CNN analysts and hosts who were really starting to bully the appellate court last week into issuing their decision, even though oral arguments had been held on January 9th. Steve, it's usually three, four, five months between oral arguments and the appellate court publishing their decision. So they were starting to bully these judges, especially the uh, Bush 41 judge, Karen Henderson, who they believed was holding this up, into finally posting their decision. Why? Because the March 4th trial date, as you know, Judge Chutkin officially vacated that last week, all of the pretrial calendar has been on hold awaiting this immunity decision. Steve, these people thought they were going to be in Washington. That's where I am right now. Right now, for weeks and months, covering this historic trial in Washington, D.C., covering every hearing, 
talking about every motion that was posted, discussing the jury selection process, the heated banter between Judge Chutkin and Trump's legal team. And they're sitting there twiddling their thumbs or something, spinning because what they anticipated was going to be happening at the start of this year has all been put on hold with this immunity issue. So now they're back in the swoon of possibly there will be this criminal trial of Donald Trump in Washington soon, uh, pending what the Supreme Court decides to do and Donald Trump decides to do really next. He, he, his decision, well, his but, step but will let's, determine let's, where this goes. But hang on. But, but let's talk about that decision. I thought normally appellate courts would come back and give decisions, rulings, and then people could either decide to go on banc or go to the Supreme Court. But you right. had the option of going to the entire panel and may, maybe getting some dissenting opinions if you lost that you could use later. This ruling was kind of strange because they're so obsessed with getting going. They right. actually ruled out the on banc process by saying if you don't file with the Supreme Court in seven days, the stay comes off and, and the trial goes ahead as, as previously scheduled. Am I right in that interpretation? That's exactly right. So this was unusual, and I know Mike Davis talked about this as well, that they basically gave Trump an ultimatum. Either you go directly to the Supreme Court, you ask for an emergency stay of this appellate ruling, which would put this ruling on hold, basically. You go to the Supreme Court before February 13th, and you start the process there, because if you go to back to the D.C. appellate and ask for this on banc review, which means the entire court, not just three judges, would review it. If you do that, the hold on the pretrial calendar will be lifted and Judge Chutkin can move forward now with a possible trial date and, and go back and fulfill all of the things that have been on hold since December. So really, he has no choice but to go to the Supreme Court. That's where everyone thinks that this is going to be ultimately resolved. And so if he goes to the D.C. appellate, asks for this full court uh, review, then Judge Chutkin can right away get started with the, uh, the pretrial calendar that's been on hold really since the beginning of December. So Trump really doesn't have an option, I think. So what will he file before... February 13th. It's really the 12th, but he has well, to hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I heard, hang on, hang, hang on. I'm hearing his lawyers. Can his lawyers go and challenge this? Can't they go to the, can't they go to the, can't they, can't they challenge this with the appellate? Because it's so extraordinary that you mm -hmm. can't go on bonk, you're penalized, this whole goes. This is election interference. They're, it's obvious by the ruling they're obsessed, obsessed with getting Trump into this federal courthouse in, uh, in Washington, D.C. with a rigged jury, and he can't get a fair trial. It's impossible. They realize the only way they can potentially beat him, although the polls show only 2%, and it wouldn't be at that. He'd win by five, even if he was found guilty of this bogus charge. I mean, how can they, how can this ruling stand? Doesn't Trump have any alternatives to, to question this? Well, his only challenge to this in the D.C. Circuit, the appellate court, would be to ask for this unbiased and bank review. So that is the way to challenge the panel, the traditional way of challenging a panel's ruling. They want this kicked out of the D.C. Circuit, though. And it really doesn't make any sense because we've seen this over and over, especially with J6 cases and Trump-related cases. This just happened in the Twitter appeal uh, that the D.C. Circuit routinely denies requests for end bank, um, end bank, I'm saying it probably the wrong way, review. Uh, and plus, it's a fully, uh, as Mike Davis said, Obama-appointed stacked court. 
So there's really no point except to prolong the process. So what these judges did, because if you do ask for en banc, then the judges all have to confer and then they issue a ruling that would prolong this whole process. So what these judges did is cut off that option, that relief that would add time to Donald Trump trying to get this resolved. Uh, and at the, by the same token, uh, delaying the trial in Washington. So the judges cut that off and said, if you go there, we're going to start the pretrial uh, schedule back to Judge Chutkin. But if you go to the Supreme Court by the 13th of February, end of the 12th of February, and you apply for a stay of this ruling, emergency stay, then it could potentially be on hold, you know, indefinitely. So that is what I assume Donald Trump's lawyers will do. They will file this application for an emergency stay to this appellate ruling. Um, what the Supreme Court, you need five justices to agree to a stay. Will they get five or will they not and just deny the, the emergency stay? And then everything sort of starts again while Trump then goes back to the Supreme Court, files a petition for a writ of cert that that will technically then ask the court to reverse this appellate ruling. What about, we've had updates and also the Mar-a-Lago situation, mm -hmm. which has kind of gotten off the, the front burner. What, what's going on there? Right. So things are going as well for Jack Smith in Southern Florida and Judge Cannon's courtroom as they have been for Judge Chutkin, who really is nothing more than a rubber stamp for DOJ and has been. Uh, Judge Cannon, on the same day that the appellate court ruling came down, she issued a pretty stern scolding of Jack Smith for his attempts to continue to keep information under seal and redacted. So Donald Trump's lawyers went to her last month uh, and said, we want to file this motion, discovery motion. A lot of it is redacted per the protective order, but we want to unseal this. And we want Jack Smith to come back and explain why he wants all of this information related to the investigation kept under seal. Jack Smith went back to Judge Cannon, said, we want all of this, you know, it's national security, it's personal identifying information, it relates to an ongoing investigation. Gave all the normal excuses. Well, Judge, Ch Judge Cannon yesterday said, no, Jack Smith, I've looked at all of this in my courtroom privately. Here are a few things that can be kept under seal. All of this other information, though, is going to be made public. And what she said repeatedly is there is an interest in transparency and the public's right to know about what's happening in criminal trials. She is not going to circumvent that because the defendant is Donald Trump. And so we could next week start seeing some of this information that Jack Smith has wanted to keep under seal, including, Steve, what the uh, Trump's defense team uncovered which was a separate additional FBI investigation into Donald Trump that has a name, not Crossfire Hurricane, who knows what they came up with this time, another FBI investigation into Donald Trump that Jack Smith is trying to conceal. And Judge Cannon in her order said, no, it's not an ongoing investigation. There's no reason, basically, she said, to keep this redacted except to protect those involved. So we could know next week about the uh, existence of yet another FBI investigation into Donald Trump by Joe Biden's Department of Justice. 
Um, can we take, can you hang on for just a, a short minute? I got to ask you about Jason Smith tweeted out something just when you were coming on about Fonnie Willis. Uh, that's quite shocking. Mm -hmm. So can we go ahead and take a short break and bring you right back? Julie Kelly with us in the world. We will fight till they're all gone. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CCP. Tax Network USA is pure war room for solving your IRS tax problems. If you owe back taxes... COVID was your lucky break. Tax court shut down, the IRS paused, and you skated. Well, baby, that party is over. The IRS is adding 20,000 enforcement agents, basically tax cops. Honest, hardworking Americans like you are in the crosshairs. Rich people have tax lawyers, and you don't. You'll pay up, plus interest and penalties. Tax USA Network has brilliant war room-type strategies designed to solve your IRS problem quickly in your favor. Never call the IRS yourself. You're at their mercy. You could sit on hold for six to eight hours and get hung up on, grind you for all your back taxes, plus interest and penalties. Tax Network USA attorneys have a preferred direct line to the IRS. They know which agents to talk to and who to avoid. If they get difficult agent, hey, they just call a different agent. Tax Network USA learned of a limited time special IRS offer. The IRS is willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. Find out if you qualify before it's too late. Schedule your free confidential consultation with Tax Network USA. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debts. Think about that. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debts. They offer a best-in-class client satisfaction guarantee. Now call one 800 245 6000. That's 1 800 245 6000 and visit Tax Network USA. That's tnusa.com slash Bannon. tnusa.com slash Bannon. Make sure you take action on this today. This IRS grind is only going to get much worse. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, um, I want to make sure I get this correct. So Julie Kelly just broke that there's another FBI investigation of President Trump that was redacted. Looks like the judge is going to unseal that. So you're going to see the FBI has been all over President Trump. We'll get that. That's a fact. Uh, there's a tweet out. Um, this is by Jason Smith, Congressman Jason Smith, head of Ways and Means Committee, pretty powerful guy in Capitol Hill. Not known. I'm not crazy about his tax bill, but guy is not known to be hair on fire, pretty straight shooter. Julie, it says, and I quote, and I think this has something to do somehow with the Jeff Clark situation, but I'm not sure. But for the audience, this is a quote, White House visitor logs confirm that Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis and her lead prosecutor had multiple hour-long meetings with the president, end quote. End quote. I want to continue on. Quoting, months later, she announces indictments against the president's chief political opponents. Let me reread this at the beginning. From Jason Smith, congressman on Twitter, White House visitor logs confirm that Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis and her lead prosecutor had multiple hour-long meetings with the president. Julie Kelly, I know you'll run that down for us, but it, that, th this is the types of things that are starting to explode all over this lawfare battlefield, ma'am. 
Yeah, I'm just looking at the logs right now going through it. Um, and I'm sure Jason Smith, to your point, he's not a flamethrower. He's not going to say something that they don't know is true. But look, what we already know is true, and this came out in a hearing, to your point of Jeffrey Clark a few weeks ago, is that Fannie Willis's prosecution team had to admit that they have at least two letters from the Joe Biden, from Joe Biden's general counsel related to that investigation. And on unsurprisingly, I mean, you can't get a decent judge except for Judge Cannon, <laughs> a few exceptions. Um, the judge in that case, ju he asked for those letters. He looked at them in his uh, ex parte, in his, court, in his courtroom by himself or with others, and now has placed those letters under seal. So no one can get them, including the defendants, such as Jeffrey Clark. So we know correspondence exists. We already know from some White House, from the White House visitor log that Nathan Wade was there. Um, so this is would be pretty interesting, shocking, really, that Fannie Willis went to the White House and met directly with anyone there, including the president, certainly his general counsel. That also would be quite uh, interesting. And remember when Fannie Willis was asked at her press conference if she had been in contact with Jack Smith and she refused to answer uh, we do know, too, from some of these court filings by Trump's lawyers um, that the Biden White House, the general counsel and others were deeply involved in concocting at least the classified documents case. And this dates back to really from the moment that Donald Trump left office, colluding with the intelligence community, uh, Lisa Monaco at the Department of Justice, the National Archives and correspondence from Jonathan Sue in the Biden White House General Counsel's office. Okay, uh, Julie, thank you, by the way. C-SPAN's reporting, Schumer's back on the floor of the Senate talking to his top aides. This vote has been open for three hours. He's losing 58-41, he needs to get to 60. They've been trying to cut backroom deals all over the Senate. We have no idea what's happening, but it's been a long day for Chuck Schumer. Took a massive loss. Earlier this afternoon, it looks like another massive loss, unless they can come up with some fig leaf. Julie Kelly, amazing reporting as usual analysis. This thing is getting curiouser and curiouser, ma'am. Um, can we uh, get your social media and where people go to your Substack to follow everything that Julie Kelly puts out, all your great content? Thanks, Steve. Uh, declassified with Julie Kelly at Substack. Uh, also at Real Clear Investigations. I have a big piece on Florence Pan and um, my Twitter, X, Julie underscore Kelly, too. Florence Pan. That's a piece of work. You've got to yep. read. Uh, Grace, you got to get this Substack, Captain Bannon. People's heads will blow up when they see the caliber and quality of character of Judge Florence Pan. Julie Kelly, thank you such, so much, man, particularly for your work on everything related to J6. Incredible. Thanks, Steve. Secret FBI investigation, Fonnie Willis, Jess, Jason Smith telling us she's spending multiple hours trips to the White House, talk to the president. We don't refer to him as the president, by the way, Jason <laughs> Smith. We uh, refer to him as the usurper. I know a guy that buys, uh, believes in that with me, uh, Mike Lindell. It's one of the reasons they're trying to put you in bankruptcy. First off, Mike, I got a couple of minutes here. I'll, I'll hold you through. So we go to the top of the show uh, in the next hour on Lindell TV. I think you may know about that operation. But I just got to ask you here, 
we got to we got to talk about the company, but I just got real quickly. Give me a minute. Rana McDaniel's sending out. I know the New York Times reporting President Trump's made a decision, and we love President Trump, and we know how those things roll. She's sending out emails to the to, to the, all the committeemen. Hey, I'm gonna come and visit you. We got so much going on. There's great things yeah. happening. I'm totally in charge. She's not. You're gonna have to take her out of there with a trenching tool. Do you agree with me, sir? <laughs> Yeah, I I just hope she goes voluntary and says and and uh, uh, we don't want another Megan Wolf from Wisconsin on our hands. Um, you know she's got to go, Steve. She's got to go. We have uh, uh, Julian Mur- Julian Julian Murray would be the perfect replacement. I've told that to many of the RNC I've talked to already today. Um, and uh, Rana's got to go. We don't have time. We're running out of time here before the election. They've got to get behind securing our elections. Having the RNC behind what my team is already doing out there, you can check that out at lindellplan.com. Everything we're doing in this country to secure our elections, we need the RNC. Not just to embrace us, but quit blocking us. It's disgusting, especially when you voted in a resolution 168 to 0 for paper ballots, hand-counted, same-day voting, precinct level, signature required. That's Rana. In my mind, Steve, that's her biggest downfall is she didn't secure our election. She collected money for it in 2020, hundreds of millions of dollars, at least 100 million, and didn't do anything. So at least you better, you know, the RNC, when they get through this, they better. And I, I think it's not just Ron. I think it's lawyers within the RNC, all kinds of trouble there. That These uniparty RNC members that are there, they all got to be found out. And we're going to call them all out, not just Rana. Hey, uh, Mike, can you hang on for a second? I just want to hang on yep. and uh, maybe you got to hook up with the other studio, but I want to hang on, open the show with you in the next, uh, I want to talk about my store for a second. I uh, yep. want to make sure everybody goes to birchgold.com slash abandon. The end of the dollar empire. You need to understand it. These huge victories right now. Remember Ukraine, one of the things we're talking about, how can you put a clean bill up? A clean bill that number one has no closing of the Southern border whatsoever. No deportations also has no offsets. Look, we believe zero money for Ukraine, but even money for Israel, the 17 billion. Let's zero the United Nations account. There's plenty of money to take out of a $7 trillion budget. We can find $17 billion. We can find it quickly. Go to birchgold.com slash Bannon. Get the end of the dollar empire free. The third installment, the debt trap. You need to get savvy. Short break. Back in a moment in the war room. True or false? Using your tax refund to pay off credit card debt is a smart thing. Actually, that's false. Donewithdebt.com published a brilliant strategy designed to let you keep your hard-earned tax refund and reduce or eliminate credit card debt. Most Americans owe thousands in credit card debt. In fact, Daily Mail's got a story that 56 million Americans carry credit card debt, and that debt will take years to pay off, if you pay it off at all. Done With Debt found that filing bankruptcy is usually not the answer. And taking out loans to pay off credit cards usually increases the debt. When you engage Done With Debt, their legal experts and skilled negotiators take on the credit card companies for you. Their winning strategies are designed with one goal. Solve your debt situation quickly and permanently. First things first, chat with a Done With Debt strategist and explore your solutions. Some debt fighting strategies are time sensitive, so you'll need to move quickly. For a free consultation, visit donewithdebt.com. That's donewithdebt.com. Do it today. Take action. 
WarRoomHealth.com. All one word, WarRoomHealth.com. Use the code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. WarRoomHealth, all one word, WarRoomHealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.